Welcome to Conversations with the Black Girl Blogger podcast, where you will hear amazing human interest stories from everyday people. They will inspire you, they will encourage you, and they will help you to overcome all of what you are going through in your life. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Jonathan. Last week, I left off with a question, and today we will find out Jonathan's answers, as well as hear the rest of his story. So without further ado, let's get into part two of my conversation with Jonathan. Before that moment, had anybody ever asked you, like, if you were okay, or, um, you know, tell me what I can do for you, you know? What do you need? Like, did anybody really focus on you as a person as opposed to you as this person who had an accident? That's a great question. I don't recall. I don't recall. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm so passionate and, and maybe so successful in the realm of reaching youth and working with, with young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe because I, you know, there was, there was a void or I was missing something as a young yeah. man growing up that maybe I've made it into a strength today. And so maybe I overgive it and I give it so much in overdrive that it just works. It works well yeah. with, with working with youth. But um, I don't recall. I don't, I'm, I'm sure that there was family members or people that were interested, but um, I don't recall someone taking time and saying, okay, here's a young Hispanic male in the inner city. And um, I see that there's no father involved, or maybe he is, but he's detached. I see the mom is working all the time. She's barely home. And I see that they're in a very rough neighborhood. Let's, let's get him into a boys and girls club, or let's, let's get him to this, or let's, let's yeah. just talk to him. I, I don't recall that, no. And I think that, you know, I said that because as a teacher, um, I find that that is always the case with you know, we have students who are emotionally disturbed or who mm. have had some kind of traumatic event um, and they they will attach to me because that is the first thing that I say. Mm. Like, what do you need me to do? And I don't think that that is what um, anybody's natural instinct is. It's always like, well, you know, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Or Yeah, sure you know, we need to change this. How can we change this? And it's, it's very much so not geared toward the person, but Mm. the situation. So, you know, if you're um, depressed, like, how can we get you out of this depression? How can we Mm. get you to do your homework as opposed to saying like, well, what's happening? Like, what do you need me to do to help you get through this? Like, and those questions rarely ever come from people and it's not a malicious thing it's just not your people's natural instinct yeah to think about the person as opposed to the event or yeah. the the illness or the disability um so that's why i asked because no that that's so so good i, I think imagine what would happen if we right if we were to begin to look not at people's situations or their behaviors or how they're reacting and responding to the world mm-hmm. but to see them as who God created them to be, you know, as children of God made in his image, right? What if we just began to love each other 
differently. I wonder what kind of what kind of communities would we see? What kind of world change would we see if we began to do that more? And so I, yeah, I so admonish you and I so lift you up and recognize that from that's awesome. And you keep doing that because uh, you have no idea what kind of impacts and seeds that you're planting and watering um, while you're doing what you're doing when it comes to just looking at the individual, at the child, at, at the person rather than their situation. Yeah. And I think that that's why when they talk to you, I'm pretty sure because I know them, that's probably their approach was like, how can we help you? Mm. You know, what do you need from us as opposed to like, well, how are you going to get over it? How, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that their approach was one of putting you first. Yeah. Um, And that's why you, you know, were able to feel so comfortable with them and then just continue to progress in the same place from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget sharing my story with them for the first time, actually. And again, like I mentioned that there was just this freedom when I shared all of my darkest memories of this thing or this place or event that I call the bloodiest night of my life. Um, And then shortly after sharing with the one leader, he was like, oh, hey, man, you, I feel like you're like, God wants to use you to reach youth. Now that was the last thing I wanted to hear. You should, you know, I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I feel good right now. Like I, I, I want to work on me, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting how, if, if we allow those uncomfortable times or those uncomfortable opportunities, if we say yes to them, they actually do create character in us and prepare us for what's to come. Uh, and so I, I, you know, I, I connected with the other pastor who was a youth pastor then, uh, and then I just started to show up. Literally, I was, I just showed up. I was there a half an hour before to see if you needed any help with the room. And I was just there week after week, after week, after week, after week. Then that church saw something in me. And then they start recognizing that, okay, this guy's pretty consistent. And, and we, we're seeing some really, really significant life changes. And, and then week after week, I just kept growing and growing. And then I ended up, you know, becoming the youth pastor back then, um, you know, at that church. Yeah. Um, and then now becoming one of the other leaders, one of the other pastors there. So uh, something beautiful happens when we just show up. Yeah, absolutely. Just show up, just be a part of it. And, yeah. and you know, and just, you know, if, if God has blessed you or placed a leader in your life, just serve them, just serve. Mm-hmm. Right, what do you need? As, as, as we're growing and as we are evolving into what God has called us to be, we just need to come alongside of those Moses figures and, and just lift their hands up as they're doing what they're called to do. And, and along the way, along the way, God has a beautiful way of just elevating us uh, and then making us into Moseses in the lives of others. So. Sure thing. so for you, like, when was your first speaking engagement and how did you oh man that's a good question (laughs) yeah like what was that like for you because now you're not just talking to individuals you're not talking to your church who you're comfortable around you're talking to a bunch of strangers um how how was that for you that's a great question the the very first time that i remember being asked to share my story in front of people was actually on the day of my baptism Okay. So at, at, at one point in my journey, I said yes to, to being baptized and to showing an outward expression of my faith. I said, yeah, if that's what's next, then let's do it, right? That yeah. was just my attitude. 
And in that instance, one of the leaders said, hey, would you mind before we actually put you under the water, would you be willing to share your story? I almost died inside. I said, what? No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I didn't want to. But I said, yes, I said, sure. But on the inside, I was like, oh, my goodness, what did I yeah. get myself into? Uh, but little did I know that that one small opportunity to, to share my pain before being baptized would actually launch me into what I do today full time. It's beautiful. <clears throat> at times I, I sit back. If I was to sit right now and look at the whole year of 2021 mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, I'm overwhelmed with gratefulness and I just, I, you know, it's it's crazy that I get to do what I get to do today. Yeah. Right? As, as I look back, I, I, I get to, to, to speak, I get to share, I get to connect with young people, with uh, audiences from all over the place uh, and, and share my story with them. And it all started with me being willing to share my story years and years ago, even though it was uncomfortable, I wasn't ready. I'm sure yeah. I mumbled. I'm sure I stuttered. I'm sure there was, there was no preparedness. I just went for it. I'm sure I was nervous. Uh, but God used that opportunity to really mold me into who I am today. So my very first opportunity would say, I would say was that. Okay. And then and then something happened, something clicked. I remember being baptized, coming down. I remember um, uh, these beautiful older women from the church just coming around me and praying for me, uh, believing in me. And, and this is key. I mean, I, I had a very strong support system around me. I may not have had it at home, right? but God provided that somewhere else within the walls of a church, uh, a genuine loving church with people in it that really cared about uh, what God had for me. And so these individuals were saying, you will speak to the nations. I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) You know, I I had no idea. I'm like, oh, okay, awesome. Um, You will, you will reach youth, uh, this and that. And, and these beautiful, amazing uh, older women in the faith uh, really, really just, you know, planted, planted some amazing seeds in my life that have really taken root and, and sprouted today. Um, so that would be my first engagement that, that I can recall. Now, thinking back, um, when you were outside of your church speaking, um, is there a story that you that kind of sticks out from someone who your story touched? Was there anybody who was just like, this is, was, this is the situation I was in or... You know, had I not heard what you just said today, I would have gone and done X, Y, and Z. Or um, is there any story that just sticks out of someone who was impacted by your story? Yeah, this is a great question. And so uh, one in particular, I, uh, so here, let me preface by saying this. I don't just speak within the walls of our churches, right? I, I believe today that that's where I started. And I'll always have a love and a passion to speak on the pulpit of a church, mm-hmm. but I'm very, very passionate. I'm super passionate, Isha. And, and one day I'm believing that this will become and, and will grab hold of speaking at schools, right? Okay. Public schools. I love the public arena. Yeah. Um, and, and I love coming in, not as a, um, a minister or, or someone with certificates or ordination, but someone as just a, an individual who went through something horrible and made it out, right? Yeah. Um, and there's just something super special about speaking to, whether it's middle school, high school students, young adults, but something super special about alternative schools, right? These alternative schools are the last resort. The kid yeah. has been kicked out or it's not fitting in and they're a smaller setting. Mm-hmm. There's something to say 
It's amazing. And on social media, it looks great to speak in front of hundreds of people. That's awesome. But it's different when you speak to a smaller crowd. It's more intimate. There's a different level of connection. There isn't bright lights separating you from the audience. Mm-hmm. The audience is literally at, at hand's reach. And so um, at this one, at this instance, I was asked to come and speak to uh, a few different high schools that were brought together. Uh, and it was at a local college and they had like a workshop day all day. They were doing different workshops. And then I was closing out. Okay. I didn't come in as a youth pastor. I didn't come in as anything involved with church, just a speaker, mm-hmm. a motivational speaker with, with a strong story. Um, and so I brought it. I did what I did. And then I kind of was like I usually do. I try to go somewhere where where people can come and say what's up. And uh, at times people are emotional or maybe something's going on with them that connects with the story. And, uh, and I'm able just to, just to encourage them, you know, yeah. um, give them a hug, shake their hand, so on and so on. And in this instance, the kids were leaving towards her bus and this young lady walks up and she, I, I can notice she waited until everybody got out the way. Uh, and then she walks up and she starts crying heavily. She says, listen, I walked in, uh, to, I've, I've had a really, really rough time. And I walked in this morning just um, not wanting to live anymore. Um, things are very, very tough. I don't, uh, you know, we didn't have the time for her to break down everything. And neither was I asking her to. Right. But I, I could tell that she was going through something. And she said, but listen, I, I walk away from here today knowing that, that my life matters and that, that I'm supposed to be alive and that, that I need to change some things about my life. And just seeing all the horrible things you went through and seeing where you are today and what you're doing has just really inspired me. And so, um, so yeah, so those, those moments of, you know, we are not, we're not God, you know, we can't, we can't change someone's physical thing, but I tell you what, we can definitely spark change in someone's life by the words that we speak to them and by our interactions with people. And so um, I I find that, that, that small interaction with that young lady, I don't know where she is today. I'm, I'm hoping and believing that, that she's doing well and great, but I know she walked into the room that morning, not wanting to live, mm-hmm. dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety. And she walked away just emotional, knowing that maybe things will change for me, yeah. knowing that, that maybe there is hope for her life. You know? Now, um, hearing you say that about her, you were dealing with PTSD, depression, and some other things um, while you were detoxing and um going into your transition into mm-hmm. this new this new stage of your life how do you feel you were able to deal with those things um and are they still there or is it just that you know how now to deal with them when they come up yeah yeah no, that's a great question so i believe that i have been freed from everything that that i used to deal with i really do Okay. That doesn't mean that things aren't triggered at times. Yeah, and memories aren't arise. I, that that happens for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, in my mind, I've said yes to the renewal of my mind. I've said yes to a new beginning, to a new life. And so my so my identity is in what we call my identity is in Christ. Right, I, I've been renewed. Yeah. But when I do have those bad days where I start feeling like, oh man, like you know. I'm in pain or why did this happen to me? I have to fight. I have to fight and say, nope, my identity is over here. Yeah. And so how do I do that? I do that with prayer. I do that by taking time alone. I do that through worship. I do that through reading. I, I, I have to physically take steps to fight the urge of wanting to take me back to my old me. Yeah. But, there, but there's a new me. 
I have a new identity. And so in those times, whenever I am dealing with, with self-identity, I just lean in. I lean in as much as I can to God's arm. I lean into my father's arms and, and ask for help. No matter how far I've made it, no matter where I am in my mountaintop, um, we all have these weak moments. Yeah. Um, whether whether you are a leader of of this, a leader of that, whether you've got dozens of certificates on your wall, every leader has moments of weaknesses. And so, for me, what I've learned is when those moments come, I just need to lean in to my new identity, yeah. uh, and and I do that by just drawing in and and hugging my father. Um, and, and that's, that works for me and it's worked really well for me. Uh, And the more I do it, and here's the reality when those dark days come, Hey, we do what we do. And we know that, that the sun will appear the next day, right? It's okay. It's okay to go through little dark uh, moments, um, but not to act on them and allow them to, you know, downward or create a downward spiral effect in my life. Plus I also today am blessed uh, with a beautiful wife, I, you know, she's amazing. So all I, all I need to do is stop for a second and look, look at my, my wife, look at what God has blessed me with. I have a home, um, look at my two little kids. And that's enough to click me out of anything that could be trying to pull me back. Because uh, there's no way, Isha, there's no way I'm going back. No way, no way, right? And so anytime I, I look at, at her, I look at them, I look at what I'm doing, uh, it's enough to 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 reel me back in and to to snap me out of it. Absolutely. When you first were um, introduced to the faith, though, did you have a support group to help you kind of navigate those feelings and um, kind of help you find some different ways and strategies to cope with those things, or was it more of like an internal, like you made this decision, like I'm I'm done, like I can't go down that dark hole anymore. So I'm just done. Or was it more of like, you know, you <laughs> went to meetings and you went to support groups or you went to Bible studies that were geared towards something in specific. Um, how did that kind of work for you? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was definitely a process. You know, things don't just magically happen. Uh, we wish they would and we yeah. see them in movies, but the reality is that's not how life works. Yeah. And so, so it's a process, you know, um, I, I made sure that I was, like I was saying, I, I would just show up. I was always showing up. So if there was a Bible study going on, or if there was anything related to me growing in faith or growing closer to God, I was there, yeah. you know, if I showed up and I'm like, okay, I probably shouldn't have came here. I just, I just wouldn't show up to that meeting and, and just make sure I was putting myself in the space of other leaders. So, uh, you know, I surrounded myself, I made it intentional. I I was very intentional in putting myself around these other individuals who were further than me in their journey. Um, And so in doing that, it helped me massively. Uh, In doing that, I had um, just friends. Yeah. I mean, the Bible speaks about, um, we call it the great commission. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, right? Uh, And making a disciple is just, you know, having creating people that will follow Christ, just like you're following Christ. Mm-hmm. And we, we just point people to God. That's, that's all we can do. Uh, and so, you know, I had individuals in my life who looked at me as kind of like their disciple or, and so they, they, they take, they took a lot of time and, uh, and energy to check it, check in on me. Yeah. Hey, how's it going today? What are you doing? Hey, this week we're, we're doing this. Um, hey, how can I pray for you this week? How are you feeling today? What's going on with you? Um, also I had people who held me accountable. 
hey, you said you were going to do this. Did you do it? Where are you at with it? Uh, and so I surrounded myself in that culture massively, and it uh, it helped me out incredibly for sure. Yeah. So that w- that was my support group. But again, um, let's say you take all that away. You know, God says, "Hey, I- I've sent my Holy Spirit. I, I have a-, a comforter for you." And so the the closer I draw to God, the more of a a uh, a support group I, I create within mm-hmm. myself, the Holy Spirit. And God, you know, that, that, that's all that we need. But individuals play a key role in our lives, for sure, to help us in that. So, I mean, uh, a mixture of, number one, a support group, absolutely key. And number two, just, just draw closer to God by, by praying, by reading, by worshiping. We take those three things that are very simple, but yet we've overcomplicated because of all that's going on. Um, they can draw us very close. They, they can help us out massively when it comes to obtaining and holding on to freedom. Yeah. And I think the key word was being intentional. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we feel like things are just supposed to happen and they're supposed to come to us because we pray, because we, you know, read the Bible or, um, but you do have to be intentional. You do have to surround yourself with people who do all the things that your support group did for you because you know it's easy to slip when you don't have someone holding you accountable Mm. um especially when you're in the same environment that you were in um the same area and it doesn't even necessarily have to be about drugs or you know anything like that um just not going to church or not reading your bible or not um you know praying can happen from just being surrounded by the wrong people. Mm-hmm. So that intention of finding people who are on, you know, the same path as you or further than you in the, where you want to be is very important. Absolutely. And especially when you are first trying to figure things out. Um, it's important because it is easy to kind of go back into your old ways. I agree. I, I like to say this. If your ship does not come to you, then swim out to it, right? So we're sitting at a yeah. dock waiting for things to happen. No, if that ship was supposed to come close to your dock and it doesn't make it, you figure out how to get to that ship. Yeah. And so that, that, that's been my mentality is we, ha- we have to be intentional. I, I, need to, I, I need to surround myself around better speakers and individuals who have been speaking for years so that I can become a better me, mm-hmm. right? When we don't do these things, then we're not, we're not ready. We're not serious. Yeah. And we're actually cheating ourselves uh, and cheating our calling and cheating what God really has for us. Um, and maybe, I wonder, I wonder if the reason why we don't experience so much success in life is because we are doing these things. We're, we're waiting around yeah. and actually not acting and, and doing these things. So, um, yeah, swim out to it. You got you to gotta, you gotta swim out to that ship if yeah. it doesn't come into shore. Um, key. It's key. I mean, if, if, if you're looking to become the best of whatever, figure out who in your community or who in your support group or who, um, you know, I mean, nowadays we can use the internet, but if you can, if you can get close to someone, if you can follow someone tangibly, you can learn much from them. Um, and so, you know, whatever it is, whoever it is, figure out where they are and let them know, Hey, I, I just want to learn from you. I'm here to serve. How can I help what you're doing? Um, and you would be surprised at how much, how much we can learn and, and grow in one season of just serving, you know, 
someone who is doing what we're already doing. Absolutely. So in the age of social media, because you talked about the internet, um, when you go and you speak to the youth, how is it, um, how do you incorporate that? Because, um, you know, in this day and age, you see lots of kids, um, and I work in a school and for a school district, um, who are depressed and who are extremely insecure or, you know, have suicidal thoughts because of the internet and you as a speaker who are trying to motivate these youth, like, how do you kind of combat that? Because, um, you know, in the education realm, it is very hard because everything's in these kids' faces instantly. Yeah. Like they, there is no filter. There is no time to kind of um, help them digest what they're about to see. They just see it or they hear it like immediately. Um, so how do you help them? Like when it comes to that? Yeah, that's tough. The reality is when it comes to working with kids and youth, uh, we have to be real. They are growing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they're going to have days where they're doing really well and where they connect with you really well. And they're going to have weeks and days where they're not. Yeah. And when they're going the opposite way. And so uh, I like to say this, uh, if I was to picture, let's say my young friend, uh, Brendan, um, has an amazing, amazing, amazing um, support system at home. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Dad's the fire chief of a community. The mom's a teacher, but the, and the young man has everything that he needs and probably ever wants, yeah. um, but makes some pretty bad choices and decisions, gets okay. involved in vaping or is smoking or gets pulled in by these other kids. Um, and so, you know, with, with an individual like that, you know, there are moments where a breakthrough where I'm able to connect with him on a one-on-one -on -one, um, and, and just listen mm -hmm. and, and hear when, when he has fallen. But then also when he's winning, we have to come alongside and just champion them yeah. and, and encourage them so much massively, give them just massive amount of, of, of credit. Hey, that was really well done. You're, you're doing amazing. Um, maybe no one has said anything to you recently, but I see you. You're shining, man. You're doing great. You haven't gotten in trouble. And I can't remember the last time we had to talk to you about you doing something. You're doing great. Yeah. Unfortunately, we only address young people when they're doing something wrong. We don't address them enough yeah. when they're doing great. And 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 so so on on the on the one on one, right? I I found that that works really well, right? The Oh, I got something else coming. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I found that that works really, really well. The the connecting one on one, the champion them, um, letting them know how well they're doing, when they're doing well, yeah. and when when they fall or when they fail, then yeah, just having those conversations with them and 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 you know navigating where where they went, what they did wrong. Sometimes also with young men. When they don't have a a, fa a strong father figure at home, they're not being held accountable, yeah. right? They're not being challenged, you know? And so with, let's say, uh, another young individual who maybe comes from more of an urban setting, uh, he's going to get a different Jonathan. You're going to get a, a little bit of more challenging, you know, now you've entered into, into my domain and I'm the pack leader. Yeah. And no, that, that's not how we talk to young ladies. No, that's not how we respond to it, Neil. Um, yeah. and, and so that love might look a little different. So on the one-on-ones, I'm very intentional on that end. Uh, and that's why I love what I'm doing, because not only do I get a chance to go and speak to an audience and inspire, mm -hmm. and that does something, 
But what I get to do on a daily basis, which is run uh, probably one of the largest after school programs in our area, uh, is really what what makes um, long um, long impact, right? Yeah. So speaking engagements, I, I believe, create a great impact short term, grab the attention, uh, you inspire, you can connect them to something greater, you can possibly connect them to whatever you're doing through social media or, or back at home. But what I do in my community is really what's long lasting uh, yeah. and, and impacting, you know, so, um, so yeah, yeah, that, that's, that would be my answer. It's very challenging. When it comes to the speaking engagements, I, I'm focused on creating hope. I'm, I'm focused on, on sharing probably the goriest part of my story that's actually what grabs their attention so when i take them straight into my car accident i got them all i need is five minutes with the crew that's all i need all i need is five minutes once i have those five minutes i've got them locked in and then i'm able to dive into whatever the organization is asking me to speak on whether it is religious focus i'll go all in with my story whether it's more decision choices depression i can i can glide you just got to give me give me a target and i can i can bring it home yeah so from here forward um we're going into a new year um where do you see jonathan going from here oh man that's a good question i that's it's uh it's pretty exciting because i have i have um uh a group of young adults around me who are are very uh ah they're very they got a very like entrepreneur mentality uh, they're a focus. They're on it, and yeah. and they're holding me pretty accountable. So I, I, in the past, you shall be honest with you. I've given so much to the organizations that I serve mm-hmm. that I've I've lessened me, right? Yeah. And so so now I'm going to be open and honest. Uh, sometimes we give so much out that we put ourselves in the back burner, right? Yeah. Whether it's God's timing or whether it's maybe maybe it's a flaw of mine that I haven't focused enough on myself. I don't know. But what I do know is that this year, there's going to be a major, major focus on, on Jonathan. Uh, and, and that major focus is going to come by placing some of the young adults that God has placed around me mm-hmm. and empowering them um, to run the website, to, to, to make the cold calls, to send the emails out to all of the local schools in our county, in, in New Jersey, and abroad, um, where I just don't have the time and I don't yeah. have the capacity unless I step away from what I am already doing. Uh, and so, so this year I'm just being very intentional with, with a, a strong team around me. Yeah. And, and I believe once these little things are, are, are done in an excellent way, when it comes to a revamping of a website, um, you know, constant uh, media being put out, fresh media being put out. Um, I think it's going to open the doors massively to, um, to a lot more alternative schools and a lot more public settings. Yeah. I think, I will always continue to um, uh, to speak, preach, teach within the walls of our churches. Absolutely. I'm all in. Bring me in. Yeah. I'll knock it out the park. But my focus is more, I, I want to go to the highways and byways like this, the Bible speaks about. I, I'm, I'm very, very passionate. Something happens within my heart when you put me in the inner city, uh, when you put me in front of a group of kids who have lost all hope and who don't see going past 21 years of age. Yeah. That's where I want to be, you know, and so uh, that's the focus, the hope. And I believe that if done properly, it can easily sustain itself if run, if ran as a business, you know, mm-hmm. as a business model, uh, which I've had done in the past. Um, you know, I do get paid for my speaking engagements, um, 
but if if done correctly, it can really probably take off. Uh, but I just personally have not had the time to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, because again, I give so much to these other organizations, which I I'm not complaining, but it can also uh, it can also hold you back a little bit at times when uh, when you don't create strong boundaries. You know, uh, so I'm learning. I'm learning. So, but that's that's where we're going. 2022 is going to be um, uh, quite the catapult into into getting into more public arenas um, and into more areas. COVID has has really Listen, when I tell you, um, middle school kids are are just not middle school kids anymore. No. <laughs> they ha- they have changed. Yeah. COVID did something really interesting when it comes to that that middle school, that sixth grader through eighth grade, going into high school, that age. And so, um, um, you know, I, I can heavily see us, you know, getting plugged into those school systems to just help help yeah. uh, the teachers and help, you know that county and that community uh, to bring to bring hope to bring some stability to bring some connection some inspiration and uh, with the hope that it will it will connect with a kid or two yeah so long term what would you like to see happen as far as like your life so career wise um, like ideally if you had to put it on a board you know <clears throat> five years ten years whatever this is where I'm going to end up. And this is what I'm going to create over this time. That's a great question. That's hard to answer. That's hard to answer. I, I would say this. I believe that I was left alive to do what I am doing today. Right. I believe that I was left alive to share my story. And so if yeah. I can, if I can package my story in a way where it, it will overtake all the other things that I am doing, where it becomes so busy, Right where I'm being requested so much on a monthly yeah. basis, I'll be happy to let uh, things down and pursue that route. I will be happy to pursue the route of going to uh, to the public areas, to the schools, uh, and to different places to speak. Um, the, the interesting thing, I do it today. I do it now, but I'm doing it with a mixture of, of still be very involved with with our churches. Right. Yeah. Um, so I so I would say that yeah yeah I mean I love. I love content creating, you know, that, that has really, you know, done something in my life when it comes to photography and videography. Um, and so I would say if, if that aspect of those two things, the public speaking becomes just overwhelming and into a very strong business model mm-hmm. um, and just the content creating, which is something that really fulfills me as an individual yeah. and can also present great professional stuff to, uh, to, you know, to a customer or to a client then um, I'm good. I'm, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do all that. So, Well, I definitely think you need to promote yourself more as a content creator because okay. your videos of just your family alone are just amazing. Like, I feel like I'm there sometimes. And <laughs> it's just nice. Um, I remember you did that video with everybody opening up the gifts and stuff, and it just felt very... Um, I don't want to say like comfortable, but it was very like authentic, but in a professional way, like that could have been the intro of a movie talking about this. That's awesome. So you definitely need to um, put yourself out there and, you know, promote yourself in that. And I know 
that you're writing a book. I don't know why you didn't say that. Oh, boom. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Hold me accountable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so um, yeah, you're absolutely right. And again, uh, having the uh, this group of young adults around me is actually they're going to be like on me massively yeah um i have a young man named chris who is really really on it i'm really he helps me lead our um our fourth and fifth grade uh, after school program he's one of my my team leaders but he's also a young businessman you know mm -hmm. does a, a clothing line and so uh he is on it i mean he's yeah. hey i need this 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 and this and so uh that's gonna be one of the things that's gonna be on 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 the thing the, the end goal is just to place something physical in young people's hands or in, in the audience hands. Um, I would love to, you know, to put my story in, into like a, a book, something mm -hmm. physical, uh, a biography slash, you know, a few chapters, seven, eight, nine chapters of my story, but then also breaking down ways that they can overcome um, certain things in their lives. Um, you know, the title of the book is going to be I Am More Than My Scars, and uh, it's going to be focused on that, just overcoming our past. You know, understanding that we are not uh, what we have done or what has happened to us, but we are what we have overcome. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, the book is definitely uh, <laughs> is definitely in the works for sure. Yeah, writing is definitely hard, um, especially when you have so much stuff going on. But um, you know, you're surrounded by a good group of people who I know will hold you accountable. Excellent. To getting that done, because I think that your story, hearing it is one thing, but really having you put it down on paper and even having like an audio book version of it, I think would be even more effective um, just because of your delivery of your stories is more impactful. So, yeah, sounds good. And so I'm going to ask you if you could. Just check in on me every couple of weeks or oh, monthly. Like, hey, where are you at with that book? I'm checking in. I'm checking I in. I definitely will because, um, you <clears> know, <throat> again, like when I made my list of people that I wanted to talk to, um, you know, you were at the top of the list because I knew bits and pieces of your story, but not everything. Um, and so I knew that anybody that hears this is going to be impacted. Um, whether they've already heard you speak or not, I think that a lot of um, what we talked about isn't necessarily things that you discuss when you're speaking because you mm. don't have someone asking you like sure. questions and and expanding on what you're saying. So um, I definitely appreciate you, you know, taking this time because it is important for people to hear tragic stories good stories you know um not every story ends in success and mm. triumph so to hear someone go through all of what you've gone through and then on the other side here you are you know making an impact on so many people and like i said a lot of them you will never meet mm. um but you're you're gonna impact them and I wish you the best. I know that success is coming, not just in 2022, but longevity wise, like you mm. are going to be put in rooms that you never even wanted to be in because you didn't know you could be in. I received that. But I received that. You're going to be there. And, you know, I'm grateful that um, you are a part of my family and, 
that I do have, you know, firsthand access to you when necessary. <laughs> Absolutely. And listen, let me say this. One of my desires has always been uh, to, to just grow closer, right, uh, to the family. And so, um, so this, this is an honor. This is a blessing to be able to talk in this form, to be able to connect with you. It's an honor to just, to be able to, to just, you know, grow closer to the family. Yeah. Uh, where I come from, family is, is a big thing. You know, if I was to take you to Colombia, it's a family environment everywhere you go, you know, yeah. uh, when we come here to America, America is a little different, right? We're a little bit more independent. Everyone kind of does their thing. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but I would say that it's just, it's just been a blessing number one, marrying into the family, uh, number two, um, getting to know and connecting more with, with the other side of the family. And so I, I pray it continues. I, I know it will. And yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you for pursuing. Thank you for, uh, for just being there. And thank you for bringing me back to a conversation that I did not know uh, <laughs> I had with you, which was a blessing to just look back and stuff. I, I definitely appreciate yeah. you. I, I see, you know, 2022 being a very strong year for your podcast and thank for years you. to come and stuff. Yeah. So you just, you keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. You're Thank doing you. exactly what you should be doing and stuff. And you do, you're doing it really well. Um, and um, yeah, I look forward to seeing how I can be of service uh, to you in 2022 um, when it comes to what, whatever I can help you with and furthering what, what I feel God has called you to do. Thank you. Likewise. And I mean, we're on two different sides of the country, but we'll make it work. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do we it. We'll make it work. Well, Absolutely. again, I really appreciate you sitting down and talking to me. Um, I'm sure somewhere down the line, we will have another conversation on the podcast and um, I will be checking in just in general, not okay. just with the book. Sounds good. Popping in to, to make sure that you're, you're doing all right and um, taking time for Jonathan mm. and doing things for Jonathan because that is hard. Um you know, when you're in the service industry and you kind of forget about yourself and sometimes even your family, it's not on purpose, but mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be making sure that you are taking that time. Yeah, please do. Because I, I tell you what, I've read and seen so many stories of leaders who are doing great things, but then it all blows up in their face yeah. years later, you know. And so I'm very, very aware of that and, and being still young in the space that I'm in, yeah. that um that it's uh i i gotta be healthy behind the scenes mm -hmm. uh, i mean everything going on it's great it really is uh but it can really take a toll on family and yourself yeah. if um if those boundaries aren't are being uh, built and stuff so no i appreciate your heart and yeah please check in see see how i'm doing that that would be a blessing for sure i i definitely will all right well we're gonna go ahead and wrap up so any closing remarks that you would make, you want to make to anybody, um, any advice that you would give, um, books or anything that you recommend for someone who is just trying to find their way, um, give it to us. Where, yeah. Where so uh, again, my, my life changed the second that I cried out to God. So I, I want to encourage you, no matter where you are in your life, no matter uh, how nasty the situation may be, no matter how massive the wall may be, uh, do not underestimate crying out to your father. You may not know who he is like I didn't. You may not be feel connected to him, uh, but there is power in prayer. I would not be here today if it wasn't for what I prayed for that evening. I would not be here today if it wasn't for my continual 
um, you know, practice of, of prayer and drawing closer to God. So I, I just want to say, just seek God. God is real. He's changed my life. He has transformed my life. I, I am not who I used to be. Listen, I used to be a certain way many years ago. I am not that individual anymore. And if I was able to make it out, if I'm able to be where I am today, I believe that God has a plan for your life, just like Jeremiah speaks about. So seek God wherever you are in your life. Uh, when it comes to a book, I'll bring it back to A Purpose Driven Life. Pick up the book. It's an old book, but it's a very, very good book. If you're looking for purpose, I believe it says that the two greatest moments in a person's life are the day that they are born and the day they find out why. Yeah. When we find out why we are here on earth, something changes in our lives. And so the, the search for purpose has existed for years and years. It really has. But I think the reason why we fail at finding purpose is because we start at the wrong starting point. Yeah. Uh, we need to start with God. And so uh, a purpose-driven life will help you massively. I'll, I'll plug this book in on and on when it comes to helping you find purpose, uh, the purpose that God has for you. And then, um, listen, you got this. You got it. Trust me. It's not the end. It may be dark, but I can assure you this. The sun will come up in the morning. It will. You will get through whatever you're facing. I don't care how dark and how nasty it may look. You got this. You really do. God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. And uh, I believe with all my heart that if you seek and call out on his name, you shall be saved like the Bible speaks of. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Lisa, thank you so much. You're awesome. All right. And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know that you were just as inspired as I was after listening to that conversation. And to let us know how we're doing, don't forget to leave us a review, like, share, and follow the podcast. Also, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at The Black Girl Blogger and check out our website, www.theblackgirlblogger.com. And the most important step, make sure you share the podcast with someone you know and tell them to share with someone they know. And if you know someone who has an amazing story to tell, or if you yourself would love to tell your story, leave us a message on our website or any of our social media platforms so we can reach out to you and have you on the podcast. Until next time, peace out.